up, these Ty? Howdy, partners. We are here. The Amateur Nerds, back to talk about High School Musical, one minute at a time. That that we are. And what are our names? I am Condra. And I'm Tyler. And Condra, we have a guest today. Indeed we do. Uh, a friend of mine, back from our my, my college years, my Saved by the Bell, the college years, <laughs> Nalani Stevenson is joining us. Hello, Nalani. Howdy, Hello. y'all. Cheesed to be here. And we're cheesed to have you, as it were. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I no. can't eat cheese, though. I'm sorry if you're, you're not missing that much. I Yeah. Pe- people hype cheese up too much. You know, it's interesting, Tyler, that you mentioned that we uh, we go back to college because actually a nice little bit of me and Tyler lore is that we go back further than that. Oh, yeah. Well, we're both from the state of New Hampshire. We're all from the state of New Hampshire, I suppose. I, I We can bleep that out if we need to, but... Hey, 603 represent. Nice. <laughs> but Tyler and I competed against each other in a Latin competition in high school. Amazing. Oh, we surely did. Oh, and it my took gosh. Full year of seeing him at college and being in the same club as him to be like, that's why. So shout out to Kurt Tommen. And meanwhile, I did not recognize you at all. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> means witness protection worked. Condra, <laughs> um, I think we're, we still have to say what we're talking about in this episode. In, yeah. So we're talking about minute 55 today. Minute 55 starts with Jack... Coach Bolton judging Gabriella and ends with Troy attempting to explain to Chad. Mm-hmm. But I think before we get going, we need to ask Nolani, what is your history with High School Musical and and why are you here on this earth and on this podcast? Sure. Both very good questions. Um <laughs> So first and foremost, I was actually sent here. I'm a I'm a CIA PSYOP. Um, I've been oh, running. Man, they caught us finally, Condra. Oh, no! I've been running independently for 55 years. Um, so this is really, I mean, this is just fun. It's it's nice to get out of the get out of the hard drive for a bit. Um, but my personal history with High School Musical is actually kind of funny. Um, I would say I liked it when I was a wee young when it first came out, and then I went through that like, I uh, con- true confession time. I was an edgy anime emo nerd hey uh, this own it i am still one <laughs> well yeah I, now i'm doing it on purpose but <laughs> um it shouldn't surprise anybody who who has ever seen me so i originally dug it and then i was like oh no high school musical is so lame and then i like came around the other side of that and now i on our ice i love that film it is such a good it always has been a good film it really, it really changed a lot of people's lives, I would say. So, um, yeah, it never fails to cheer me up. I'm glad. Yeah. And and Nolani, you're aware of the fact that the premise of the show is that I haven't seen it. This makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have fun. So we're we're attempting not to spoil the end. Okay. Good to know. So like Tyler I... knows that there's a Gabriella song, but doesn't know the context for it. Sure. Okay. Or he. I, my... Go ahead, Doc. My big question, my big question is, I don't know if Troy and Gabriella are going to kiss ever. Luckily for you, I don't remember the answer to that, so <laughs> I haven't I don't know seen if it. Disney was like, we're going to have them kiss, or if that was like, nope, too far. I have not seen this since my senior week, actually, and... Wow, you had a senior week? <laughs> yeah, I am so sorry to bring that up. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the minute. Yes, let's. <laughs> So we end, we're, we're finishing up the big emotional breakdown between Coach Bolton and, and Troy. Mm. 
a confrontation, as it were. Absolutely. Now, th- there, there are two things that, that initially stick out to me about this particular minute, of all minutes. First and foremost, we have to address Coach's pronunciation of the word singer. Singer? <laughs> Which most people would pronounce as singer. But no, he, you are not a singer. And to my knowledge, that's like the only time in the movie where that particular bizarre uh, regional accent <laughs> takes over. And that moment has haunted me for years. Um, I don't know what a New Mexico accent would sound like. I don't know if that's part of that or if that was an acting choice. Maybe it was an acting choice. Maybe it was a flub and they could only take one take. (laughs) It could be. I was like, well, we only have the gym for one day. Maybe his, his motivation was that, you know, to be a singer is such a an outlandish and and demeaning thing that he can't help but mock it as he says it. It, it could have been a choice imbued with malice. I mean, mm, a choice imbued with malice. That's my favorite Edgar Allan Poe short story. <laughs> That's me every time I'm at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't say singer, as in one who singes. That reminds me of. Are you guys familiar with um Nineteen Kids and Counting? Vaguely. Uh, is this a reality television show? It is show? a reality television show. You don't have to be intimately familiar with it. Uh, for context, the... Con- <laughs> oh, we're intimate. <laughs> it's about this family in I don't even know where, but they have uh, 19 children. I think there might be more now. They may have had to rename it. But all of the children, the, the defining thing is their names all start with the letter J. Don't you run out <sighs> of names? So, y- yes, because then you end up naming one of your children Ginger. With a, with a J. J. I hate that. I like. <laughs> yep. Nope. I'm done. It's yeah. It's real bad. So that's what Singer makes me think of. Um, but the the, <laughs> the second notable thing in this in this clip that, as you can tell, I'm just I'm very passionate about this. Um, the second notable thing that stuck out to me is, of course, the the fa- the brilliant line. Do you ever think maybe I could be both? Oh. Oh wait, can we can we well, hold off on that for a sec? Because we also have to talk about the you're not just a guy, which very true. which is a callback the, the to Troy's emotional conversation with Gabriella, where he doesn't want to be just a guy, mm. or no, he wanted to be just, want a guy, to be just a guy, and Gabriella wants to be just a girl, and she looks just like one too. That's right, um, and that's all that I'll ever be. Uh, the no doubt reference. It, I was getting there. I was working on it. Couldn't get there fast okay. enough. But I'm I'm with you. Um, Condor, are you sure it's not a Spy Kids three Ooh, reference though? Is he the guy? <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, Frodo Elijah Wood. In I a never cameo. even got her email address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a film. <laughs> Should we do a quick Spy Kids um, three minute? <laughs> What do I remember about that movie? Um, I got pretty motion sick. Um, Ricardo Montalban's also in it. <laughs> yeah, definitely motion sickness inducing. Um, I remember when she's like in a coma, like in weird stasis. Mm-hmm. I wanted that to happen. Gertie's to me. pretty cool in that one. <laughs> she comes back. Oh yeah, we get Emily Osment, Disney Disney, Disney Channel Disney star. Disney Channel star. Oh, what's she up to nowadays? Um, I remember seeing on Pinterest slash. No, it was definitely Pinterest. She like made some comment about it being really hot outside and she, her not being able to find any popsicle stands. And I was like, wow, still an icon. Can rock a colored wig <laughs> and likes popsicle stands. 
Yeah, she seems like she'd have a freeform show or something. I think she did at one point. I think it was okay. like a cooking one or something like that. Oh, that right. That makes sense. She kind of exists in like this, on a continuum of like Drew Barrymore to Jenna Marbles. I feel like she's a comfortable midpoint. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like she's got those, um, the, the hair, the pigtails. The, I don't know what the, the, the yep. doubles, yep. The, the, the two. Uh, they spin. They, they spit in Spy Kids. They, they, they do. They make a little helicopter. <laughs> um. And the, the great moment of defeat where they just run around in circles until the, the villain's, I don't want to say Jaeger, but it's fundamentally a Jaeger, unscrews itself from the middle, which really just I, brings up a lot of design questions in the sense that these things are, are screwed together in the middle. Like, that doesn't seem very sustainable. Hey, I was right. She was on that cooking show on Freeform called Young and Hungry. <laughs> ah, there we go. Nailed it. All right, returning to High School, High School, School Musical. Musical. That was a, that was Spy Kids yes. minute. Oh man! At, right at the beginning of the minute, um, Mr. Bolton's on about well, her making you miss mispractice isn't very nice, not in my book. And so I want to see Mr. Bolton's book of niceness. Mm, basketball. <laughs> it's like a basketball book where you like keep track of the score and the the positions and stuff, except it just keeps track of how nice everyone is. I suppose it's like the thing in Mean Girls or whatever, book. except, yeah. Eh. Or... I haven't seen Mean Girls in a while, so I don't actually remember what that is. Coach Bolton is is a uh, a Santa figure, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> um, keeping track of the stats of, of various teenagers. I and, think you hmm. broke Tyler. <laughs> uh, tune in next week for the Santa Claus five and a half. Hey, that first Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movie is great. The fine print. Yeah. Um, 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 I mean, while this whole thing is going on, too, right after he's, like, not very nice in my book, we get the soft piano music playing. Like, there, you mm, could, you, yeah. it's the emotional cue, or the television cue that something emotional is happening. Yes. All of my well, emotions are, are underscored by piano, or else I'm not sure that they're happening. I surely can't process emotion if there's no music. That's what music's for. But what I'm, what I was going to say is, when you guys he- heard this music, were you confused because it, like, it is generic TV emotional music in one way, like you know, Full House uh, synth, but also <laughs> it sounds like it's supposed to be inspirational coach <laughs> moment, where it's like he's giving a pep talk. But it talk, doesn't build. Except this the. It's the wrong moment, though, because we're not like we're not on Mr. Bolton's side. So why would he be giving? Why would we be feeling his pep talk right now? I, you know, I would have I would have to re-listen, but I I couldn't quite perceive if it was uh, one of the light motifs of one of the other songs in the film. I don't think so. It's it's independent. I think it is. Yeah, we've had a couple other very stereotypical TV music before, um, and actually with. Bolt, um, the Bolton Boys was the one of the last really standout <laughs> ones. So maybe it's just oh, it's a father son moment. We got to put in the the, the corny music. <laughs> yeah, I mean over, overall, th- this minute in particular definitely speaks to to me as as a person. I would say so. Tyler knows this of me, but Condra, I'm not sure if you do or our listeners. But um, I double majored in theater and classical studies mm. with <laughs> shocking, I know, right? With an emphasis on um, Greek epic and theater, Greek theater. 
And my thesis was a transposition of the Iliad, the ancient Greek epic, into the context of a high school hockey tournament. Yes! This was great, by the way. <laughs> oh, yes. So thank you. I appreciate it. But so there's something about the the poetic drama of high school sports. One might even say the epic highs and lows of high school football that really just gets gets at this me. is basketball <laughs> what's that from is that from it's from riverdale i think but i i think that there's there's just such an interesting dynamic in the way that this chosen one rhetoric is is supplanted uh, not supplanted superimposed onto you know he just wants to be just a guy but his father and you know in ancient greek epic that would be the king the chief wants him to be this great warrior, wants him to be this hero, and he just wants to be, I'm I'm going back to the, I live in the Iliad, but this, it's, it could be Achilles if you wanted it to be. No, it is very Achillean in nature, yeah. Absolutely, most things could be. But this especially, just this concept of somebody wanting to defy the uh, the status that's being assigned to them, I think that's a that's a very endlessly rich kind of dynamic that exists in a lot of media. So that's my take on that. Uh, no, Lonnie, I love this observation, but I also need to kick you off the podcast for making an Iliad reference before I could. <laughs> wow, we're 55 <laughs> minutes in and you haven't done it yet? This might just be, no, it's kind of a turning point. Or just I guess. for this episode, Tyler. Yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely brought up the Iliad in on this podcast feed before. Mm. But I don't know if I have since we started High School Musical. I feel like we definitely did at one point. <laughs> Conjure's like, nope, but this no, this is no one is exactly right about you know it's it's Achilles uh, sulking in his tent mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he, Troy is literally making this choice between being a hero figure as as the, um, Mr. Bolton the says, mm-hmm. you're the leader, you're the playmaker, not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, what you do affects the whole team. To heck, it affects the whole school. It affects just the whole like you army. know Achilles, his presence on the battlefield. Uh, would have changed the tide of the Trojan War. Oh my god, his name is Troy. What? (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We broke High School Musical down to its bare essentials. If only Chad was named Hector or something, then Uh. we'd be really onto something. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to this for thought for a second. Would Troy's actions really affect the whole school? You know, potentially, potentially, yes. I, w- I would be inclined to think that there could definitely be some funding on the line here. Because um, <laughs> well, I, I would say it's depicting a, a public school in New Mexico, I believe. So, you know, maybe if, if the basketball team is crushing it, then they get more funding and that. So it could affect the whole school. I mean, they have the... Nope, that's a spoiler. I mean, they don't get funding from the government just for their basketball Yeah, and already team. we know the principal is like brainwashed around basketball. He's got a hoop in his office. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Perfect for matched cuts. <laughs> no, Condor, I think what he means is like, you know, sometimes like school spirit is a thing. And when you're like when a school is when a school team goes into the playoffs, so like that's exciting. You want you want your team to win. And then if you hear that they lose, then like, people are bummed for a day, but, you know, you get over it. But, I don't know. It does affect the mood of the school. It's not, like, literally going to affect, like, whether the school gets money or, like, your grades, I suppose. But Maybe Troy hmm. will get disowned. 
I mean, yeah, it would be great if there was a heightening of the stakes. Like, and remember the Titans, it's like, if you lose a game, you're going to get yeah. fired. It could, could be like, yeah, if Mr. Bolton loses a game. He's out on his own. Uh, Mrs. Bolton's going to divorce him. Wait, I thought they were dead in Remember the Titans. No. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Don't they die in a plane crash? No. No. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's, um, we are Marshall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Football is the same in my head. I'm a hot. And also, <laughs> earlier when you said Riverdale, I think you meant um, Friday Night Lights. See, that sounds right, but I'm pretty sure it's KJ Appa who says it. Let me double check. I've never seen, I've also never seen them, so Friday I don't know. I could not confirm or deny for you. All I, all I do know is there was an episode of Nolani's podcast, Ship of Fools, entitled Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Kill Ooze, which I appreciated. Yes, uh, shout out to Taylor, who loves Friday Night Lights and <laughs> named that episode, and I didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> well, yeah, it looks, like it's, it looks like it's Riverdale. Yeah, it is Riverdale. Okay. Shockingly. I, I didn't actually know what quote you were doing. I was I wasn't aware that there was football in Riverdale. I knew that I know the football overly dramatic show is Friday Night Lights. That's but true. anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't tell you anything that goes on on Riverdale. The other thing Well, there's Betty, there's Veronica. <laughs> Sorry, The Tom, other thing that I noticed with Jack in all of this, he start the more silent he gets, he gets like this haunted, regretful look on his face. Mm. And he looks like he's like looking into his past <laughs> life and he's like analyzing his own choices and decisions and is like where did where did i veer from this path (laughs) absolutely yeah i I think the the living vicariously is a definite theme throughout this film yes true yeah and i want the backstory of uh jack bolton you know his high school days oh it'd be funny wait wait hold on can we do can we do 17 again but with jack bolton i really like this (laughs) and we'll get we'll get zach efron to play him again played by zach efron yeah (laughs) we said that my question was good ty is is the guy who plays coach is he a famous is he is he known for anything else or does he just like radiate such a like midwestern middle-aged white guy aesthetic that i just feel like he's somehow a proxy for every father i've ever known (laughs) if i may he's discount nathan fillion absolutely that's what tyler's been calling him Um, yeah with the same sort of affectations and everything similar like noses facial structures even delivery of (laughs) some lines um but no he's not really in anything super well-known Speaking of Disney Channel dads who are in something you wouldn't expect them to be in, um, we we Mel Brooks fans in this house? Yes. Oh, we sure are. Okay, weird. Um, so the, the father from Disney Channel show Good Luck Charlie, which is a little bit after our time, um, but the dad from that played Little John in uh, Men in Tights. Nice. <laughs> That's that's pretty wild. And I did <laughs> don't don't let my name fool you. In real life, I'm very big. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Well, isn't Dom DeLuise's son also in a Disney Channel show? Yes, he is the dad in he, Wizards of Waverly Place, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I know that, but <laughs> can we get back to high school? So, yeah, we're, we're I can't kind, believe I'm we're saying this. We're kind of this. wrapping up this. Um, <laughs> coach and troy moment and troy asks couldn't i be both and walks out drops the ball he turns his back on his father he does literally drop the ball it's definitely a turning point (laughs) in the film 
I feel like we can unpack this kind of drama between them a little bit more. I feel like we've been kind of sidetracked by Iliad illusions. And, jokes. and I, I think we can talk about it. What do you have to say, Tyler? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me let me just kind of exposit here. For one thing, I get, again, I'll say this is one of the better scenes in the movie um, just because we have two of the best actors in the movie on screen at the same mm-hmm. time, which I think is very useful. But yeah, I mean, Mr. Bolton is saying like, y- you're the leader of this team. Like, we need you completely focused or else this team's going to lose. And Troy's like, no, I'm trying to, you know, can't, couldn't I be a singer? Like, can I be something else? And as I was saying in the, the previous episode, it's like it's almost like they're both right because they, there's this impasse that they're at where neither of them are going to budge and they're both doing what they think is right for for themselves and for the, the other person. Mm. Mr. Bolton thinks he's doing what's best for Troy still. Yeah, I think, too, if we consider this in comparison to their other kind of heart to heart moment. Uh, earlier in the film when they were outside shooting hoops together and they were closer mm-hmm. and Troy wasn't quite ready to come out with like what was going on with him and they're starting to have this conversation and Troy actually confronts the situation and actually is like what if I want to be a singer like can't I be both and says all the things he's been holding back for so long so this is a really big step forward for Troy in his emotional development that not only can he be vulnerable with Gabriella, and he can start to show this interest in this other side that even Miss Darbus can see, but his father gets to see it now too, and that's that's a really big step for him. Mm. Tyler, I think you get at something very interesting with the the concept of the father just wanting what he thinks is best for the son. And I I do wonder how this scene would play to somebody who is a a parent, a father specifically. I do not have children. I have a cactus. But I, because I mean, from like an administrative (laughs) point of view, like, yeah, you know, you don't want a kid unsanctioned missing practice like you don't know where he is it's it's like that would be I, I would think that would be concerning as both a parent and a school employee so it's interesting that that's kind of the angle that he comes at and the fact that he immediately blames Gabriella for the transgression as opposed to you know thinking that Troy could have done something wrong of his own volition and you're right I think that's the sticking point because he's not blaming well one one he's he's not blaming troy that's not the right word for it he's not like concerned about troy and like genuinely like interested in like what's best for his son he's just interested in you know scapegoating this kind of third party Mm. and not really investigating kind of his son's uh emotional depths and condra i think i liked what you said comparing it to the scene earlier because earlier jack was like you know, if if your like if your friends aren't gonna like listen to what your genuine interests are, then they're not your friends. Now here we are. We have Troy, genuinely bringing up this issue with his father, and his father's like disagreeing with him. So like, using his father's own advice, like he's not his friend anymore. Mm. And that's why parents and kids can't be friends. There's a power dynamic there <laughs> that cannot be friend zoned. I would hate to parent a teenager. And Nolani, I'm a da- I'm a dad in the sense that I, I love Simon and Garfunkel and watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, we're both um, dads then, Tyler. <laughs> but I I mean I find myself you know the one seeing Jack's side more than Condra at least on this show, if if that's fair to say, Condra. Yes. Hmm. And yeah, I I mean I think it's just probably disorienting for him as a parent um, 
to, you know, because you think my son loves football, like, or not football. <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, no, it, it's going to come up. Um, my son loves basketball. That's his thing. And all of a sudden your son's telling you that he's going to do something else. And that's very confusing. This kind of happened to me in high school when I kind of quit football my senior year. Um, hmm. And I just remember telling my parents at like, dinner and they were just like surprised. Like they didn't know what to think. That's really interesting. I think tied up in that was they didn't being a third party in that discussion that had no stakes. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was surprising more because well like I was hearing it from both of them because I was not at home at that point and it was the parents' concern was over college and resumes and that kind of stuff and like showing a full commitment to something but then at the same time it wasn't bringing happiness and it was a lot of work and tiring and. There was conf- like somewhat understanding of like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But also like, d- did something happen? Did something go wrong? Like, mm. And it's a little bit more complicated for Troy because he's the coach's son. Yeah. So like there's that extra pressure and on him. I always like, I being the coach's kid for so much of my life, um, including school sport, it was middle school, but still um, <laughs> like... There's a lot of pressure that comes with being a coach's kid. And in a high school varsity sport, there's so much pressure from friends, classmates, the principal, like all that kind of stuff. And then you throw in, oh, and I'm the coach's son. I can't even imagine. It's interesting. I've noticed that like every time I graduate from something, mostly school... (laughs) (laughs) Um, sometimes cylinders could be really anything um you kind of look back and you're like why was that such a big deal and i i think that that myopia of just whatever you know pressure cooker you're in in any given situation because like really you know the epic highs and lows of high school football are they that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things no but when you're in that that just the the way perspective gets distorted and i can only imagine how complicating it is to have a parent who should be kind of like your outside perspective in some ways being right there in that crucible with you and kind of unable to give you any sort of um like metaphorical distance from that that's a good point too yeah look at us we got laughs we got critical analysis (laughs) of we're feelings. a whole range of emotions. I told you there was more to be unpacked. We're a whole range <laughs> of emotions here. All right. Before we start wrapping up, because this is going a little long, um, I really want to talk about this quick Chad. So we get Chad and the basketball boys. When Troy leaves the gym, Chad is like, all right, let's go. And they all start like walking down like <laughs> well, they're... Um, could they hear the argument? Because the doors were closed. They probably heard some of it because they were shouting at various points. And there's Echo, presumably... They could definitely tell something was happening. But yeah. then we cut to black because it's a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and we're watching a TV movie. And then we go- end up in the... Mm, I can't wait to buy some bubble foam or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then it would be Moon Shoes at that time. Actually, it was the Disney Channel. So it was like really weird commercials. This would be a really good like special episode if we did like... If like we tried to find commercials that aired during... 
the original High School Musical huh. airing. Mm. We'll, we'll put that in our I've back pocket. I've been enjoying that complete sidebar here. Um, I've been watching this YouTube show uh, channel that they rewatch the Disney Park anniversary specials or Disney Park opening specials, and some of them actually have the commercials in them still, so they're, like, commenting over these, like, 80s 90s like 70s 80s 90s commercials and they're hilarious old commercials are commercials wild, are right? wild period um and all right so then we're in the library and chad <laughs> the library. asks uh has this elevated iq temp temptress girl <laughs> hypnotized you and this is just the start of the excessive amount of words chad uses in this scene <laughs> Chad is a verbose young man. Yeah, I really wanted him to be like, he's like a siren, you know, in the Odyssey. <laughs> Chad, you know stuff. You just carry a basketball around. I didn't know this. <laughs> this succubus. <laughs> she's like, she's like Dido in your true path, Rome. <laughs> but she's distracting you. Okay, we've hit all the epics. Great. We got there. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh... <laughs> Wait, before you go, do you have anything to plug? Yes, uh, abolish the Electoral College. Um, and also, uh, if you like the way my voice sounds, um, check out Ship of Fools. We are a D&D live play podcast. Uh, there's boats. Um, you can find <laughs> us wherever you find other podcasts. And on Instagram at Ship of Fools cast, you can DM me and I'll probably say something back to you. No guarantees, though. <laughs> Um, if you get a DM from one of our listeners, that will be more engagement than we get from hey. our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come say hi. I'm 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 fun. But but you use a you use an accent in your other show. I do. So it's very important for you to know that you will not be able to understand a word I say because I talk like this. <laughs> um, a fun fact is that that character started out with a pretty like by the book uh, North Country English dialect. But I have this issue where every single time I do a dialect, it turns Australian. But I can't do an Australian <laughs> accent on demand. Australian. It just goes that yeah. way. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to listen to that devolve, check out Ship of Fools. <laughs> okay, Condor, real quick, where can people find us? They can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our music, which was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. I've been Novalani. And we'll be back next time for more uh, dr drama, except not drama, because Chad, not a fan of drama. <laughs> but we are. You can bet on it. <laughs>